0: Thank you, thank you for this love
1: Hi, this is Ido from Ido and Joe. You're listening to Soul Traveller Radio In the home of conscious music
0: Change is here and I know it's undefined Even in winter, sunshine's from behind I choose to make
2: it You got to accentuate the positive
3: Welcome to ATP Radio. I'm your host, Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, showing you how to accentuate the positive, the way to a better
2: life. Your radio station is an example of the future existing right now.
3: Hi, how are you going? You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation and psychic medium, accentuating the positive for the next hour here on Soul Traveller Radio. It's my intent to present more empowering and loving messages through our media, more love in the media. So I present inspiring stories from people all over the globe who break down the barriers of prejudice, judgment and hatred and uplift our world with their stories and their messages. You can listen to some of my interviews on iTunes, Stitcher, Mixcloud, Soundcloud, Soul Traveller Radio and YouTube. Please subscribe and support positive media, you can stay up to date with the show on Accentuate the Positive Radio with Karen Swain on Facebook or go to karenswain.com and you'll see most of the podcasts there. My guest today is Ido Khan from the Kirtan Mantra Music Band Ido and Joe. What a beautiful conversation we have today. I really enjoyed talking with Ido, such a master, such a beautiful being on this planet. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. I'm so delighted to have as my guest on the show, mantra music kirtan artist and founder of A Sound Life, Ido Khan. Welcome, Ido. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me.
3: It's <laughs> so great to have you on the show. I've actually known Ido... Well, from afar for a long time, the first time I saw you, a girlfriend of mine, Lesia Ruby, Taras's yeah. mum,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: said, oh, you have to come to this pub and see this fantastic band that her son was playing in. They're called the Khan Brothers. So I went off to this little pub in Surrey Hills and I was watching you and I was like, wow, these guys are awesome <laughs> because you were playing pop music but all the messages in the music were really positive and uplifting and loving and I was just you know I was just a fan from the get-go really it was fantastic. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey Edo?
1: Sure yeah so musically I started playing with my brother in a sort of psychedelic rock band which was called Gelberson and we signed with a major label and toured the world etc but as that life became empty and sort of void of deeper meaning even though that wasn't our intention when we started playing music we always wanted to have a spiritual component to, to our music and it was always there but as we got involved in that mainstream rock and roll kind of world I started as I was evolving through my yoga qigong spiritual practice it didn't fit into my evolution as a person and and so the music naturally changed and evolved into calm brothers which was all about bringing positive uplifting messages in a kind of pop folk setting and then at the same time i was just getting much more into mantra and kirtan so sort of once i met my guru Naranayama, everything just sort of shifted in my world. Um, Yeah,
3: tell me about that transition. I'd be interested to hear about that transition. So you were doing the sort of pop thing and then you started. How did that shift go from the pop into the mantra and the kirtan?
1: I mean, for me it was quite a radical rebirth experience. So people have so many different transitions in their lives, but for me it was quite an intense experience because I got to a point where One, I was just not happy in myself. I was Mm -hmm. going along in this world and searching from a young age for some deeper purpose and meaning but not knowing where to find it. Mm -hmm. And in the world that I was in, touring and doing music, it just wasn't harnessing my potential and it wasn't harnessing the music's potential to share love and joy and all the things that we do now. And so I just got to a point where I was pretty much depressed, you know, I just was okay. uh, empty and I just was praying to God, please send me something. I need a guru, I need a I need some an enlightened master, I need someone to help me. And my friend Ben Lee, he met Amai in New York. I saw the transformation in him and I knew I had to go. And I'd met other gurus before that, Amachi and different people, but I knew they weren't my my guru when I went to India the first time with my mom and a group of people, Ben and his mom, I just knew something was going to die and something was going to be born. And I didn't know how it would transpire. And so that trip was life-changing, you know, that was the rebirth experience. So it was really just, yeah, amazing. So I came back that changed my understanding of who I was. It released me from the burdens that I was carrying that I didn't think I would be able to release myself from. And it brought me into mantra and puja and all the things I do now. So it just it brought my devotion. It brought out the bhakti, really, you know, the devotion. So that was the grace of the guru, you know. That was Amma's grace and blessings to enable me to see who I am and to be able to share that and when I left there I didn't even take a guitar I was so wanted a break from music and when I left Amma said I said to Amma how can I serve you know how can I serve you how can I serve the world thinking if Amma says just stay here clean the bathrooms you know that would be enough but Amma just said just sing it brings joy you know and so I just felt this green light in my heart just go wow that's what I've always wanted to do now I know why and what and how to do it and so I just came back with this new sense of purpose in why I'm a musician and and why I do what I do.
3: Wow nice to have that confirmation from someone that you revere.
1: Yeah. Yeah totally and so and also just nice to strip away the ego element of what was being done to know that there's actually no desire to do this anymore other than the desire to be of service beautiful and so that stripping away enabled me to touch purely again what what was the reason I entered music in the first place you know as a child it wasn't to become a star it was just to express love and joy you know
3: absolutely absolutely Ah, great message. Well, great message. I mean, I think in everything we do, we could have that message, whether we're musicians or mothers or career people or accountants or
1: artists. Exactly. I mean, we transpose everything that our Western sort of materialistic, ambitious society puts on us into everything, whether it's our spiritual life, our spiritual career, everything's about like, oh, we've got to reach more people, got to do more of this, got to raise the consciousness of more people. And it it becomes this whole, again, this kind of myth, or not myth, but like this false idea about what the purpose of spiritual awakening is. I remember sitting with Amma, Joe and I were sitting with Amma, and Amma said, so how many people are coming to uh, Ido and Joe's kirtans? Sometimes 200, sometimes 300, sometimes 50, sometimes 400, whatever. And Amma said, you know, spirituality is not about counting heads. It's about that the people who come have the real transformation. So we have this idea that bigger is better, but really if you touch somebody and they connect with who they are, and they connect with the divine and their spirit, that's, all, that's really all. Were. The greatest gift we can give anybody, whether it's just one person. So I think that was part of the transformation, understanding that it's not about trying to save this world or build this big you know, thing, which is what we constantly get sold as an idea both in spirituality and in, in our material world. Or our material world transposes onto our spiritual world, but actually, it's just about each one of us waking up. That's enough.
3: Yeah. When you said before, you know, it's not about reaching all these people to awaken humanity. That's kind of my story, really. The way, the reason that I'm on media is, you know, I saw the media pumping out really fearful messages and everyone being scared and everything and I thought oh my god you know media is such a powerful tool to bring a message to somebody and um, you know I want to use that tool to change the message from there's so much to be afraid of to there's so much to be grateful for (laughs) there's so much there's so much love and um, you know I do get caught up with how many people are seeing this how many people are awakening so it's a great reminder to yeah, it's really not about the numbers. It's just about it's just about that one person who yeah. who hears the music or listens to the conversation who's yeah. transformed, who's changed to who's who, yeah. who who remembers who they are, who is um, exactly.
1: who returns of, yeah. To love. Yeah, exactly. I mean, of course, it's beautiful because once we return, we want to share that. You know, we want to go up to everyone, go hello. Do you remember? Can you remember? Why wake up? Come on, but. Just by being present and by being loving ourselves and not getting caught up in that ambition and getting stuck in a new striving,
2: yeah, exactly.
1: we stay free. And, and then it becomes everything we do is loving because we, we don't have an agenda anymore to try and get to somewhere or every opportunity is not an opportunity to get somewhere else, it's just an opportunity to be present together Absolutely. and and share that moment. So. I think that's a powerful
3: message. Mm. There's a song in that. (laughs) Now, look, you've been on this big journey. Wow. You've been on a powerful journey and people that know you and know Ido and Joe, you know, know a bit about the journey. But for those people who don't know you, let's talk about your journey. So you met the love of your life, Joe Moore, and started a Kirtan mantra band called Ido and Joe. Do you want to talk about how you met joe
1: i was chanting at a yoga school in sydney called yoga moves and joe was practicing there and so every sunday morning i would just sit in the back of the shala and 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 chant and sing and then eileen who's the you know founder and teacher at yoga moves she invited me to come to their bali retreat and uh and i remember i wasn't looking for a relationship I was even thinking my life's going to be sannyasi or you know I don't 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 not even not sure what even my path is in that respect and my sister-in-law said oh maybe you'll meet somebody at the retreat and I was like no I know is coming and I'm not really interested anyway. Jess said that too, did she? Yeah, Jess said that. So um, <laughs> anyway, so then I get to Bali and, and Joe's there and i would noticed her, you know, we'd both just noticed each other at the school but not never really had a, had spoken or anything. And at the retreat, she heard me sing, I heard her sing, I heard her play and instantly I just had that feeling that we'd be traveling around the world playing music together. But at this point, she'd never sung before. She was a management consultant. And so I I didn't really think, you know, I didn't want to freak her out and say, hey, we're going to travel around the world playing together. So I said to her, you're going to travel around the world playing music. And she just went, you're crazy. And then I gave her a book of Amma's teachings, Amma's discourses. And she read the whole book and she just said, I want to go. And she was on her way to India, to Mysore, to study Ashtanga. And um, I was on my way to India. I was actually on my way i was on my way to perth to do the last kind of khan brothers gig in one of these pub environments so the place was called devil's pad or something you know so i was going from bali this yoga retreat to play <laughs> with
3: devil's pad. Love Fields
1: pad or whatever and you know so then i i got to india and joe came and it was the first day was the anniversary of the shri Puram, the golden temple where we stay and her first puja experience was this washing of Narayani, the goddess, with these elephants, where elephants' trunks were dipped in water and they were bathing the goddess. And that was her first experience. And we looked up and there was a rainbow and it was just cosmic. All these amazing things happened. And then it was Krishna's birthday and we were sitting underneath this tree, which we didn't know was a marriage tree. It's a Shiva Shakti tree, it's, too, it's like a banyan tree and a uh, peepal. It's f- two trees growing together, okay, okay. Uh-huh. um where you see them in Indian temples and things like that, and it's like a it's like a marriage wish fulfilling tree, you know people hang things in the tree for babies and other blessings, okay. so we sat under this tree, just talking on Krishna's birthday, eating sweets and just saying what what our life's visions were, you know she said she wanted to do aid work and all these different things and yoga and music and I was under the tree where it all began really and then uh, I left after three days she stayed there she never made it to Mysore she ended up staying there six months and by the time I came back about four months later on our first date I proposed to her and that was it
3: wow Mm. when you know you know huh
1: yeah so then we had seven years together of touring playing doing music, running yoga retreats and starting our sound life charity.
3: And interestingly enough, everything that she envisaged under that tree with you came true.
1: Yeah, it's true.
3: So that's what was happening in this beautiful song that you've put out called You Gave Me You. Do you want to tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah, it's actually, I just put it up on YouTube a few months ago on the date of our anniversary. It's actually not officially released anywhere. It's part of an album that we were writing over seven years effectively which started with love songs that we wrote to each other while we were apart and so when joe was in india and i was in australia we started writing poems and then i sent her a song and then she was like oh you've upped the bar and so then she was she picked up a guitar started learning guitar and garage band and writing songs for the first time so we have all this collection of love songs which we wrote to each other that nobody's really ever heard, which kind of go through all the seasons of love. I, I wanted to release it, and jo was like, you can't. They're all just kind of these sweet love songs. It doesn't depict the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, it's, she's like, you know, you can't just have the sweetness. You've got to show the whole thing. So I think okay. now have got the whole collection of the, all the seasons of a love story. One day I'll finish all the mixes and master it and put it out.
3: So, you'll put it out as an album of love songs, yeah?
1: Yeah, I don't know yet. I've got all this different material. I'm not really sure how it'll come out, but maybe it. You know, it was called A Gold Romance or A Gold Embrace at the time, so see.
3: Well, let's have a listen to You Gave Me You. I was searching for you in the depth of my
0: heart. I traveled and just to find- Save me.
3: here on Soul Traveller Radio. My guest today is Ido Khan from Ido and Joe mantra music, kirtan artist. Okay, so you met Joe, and you're traveling the world singing your heart's desire, singing mantra and you'd spent a lot of time in India helping children and giving service. Do you want to tell us a bit about how that came about?
1: Really, just by spending time at Narayani Pidim, at our ashram, at our guru's ashram, which is not really an ashram. It's a temple in a village with a guest house, so it's not like um, one compound or anything. There, the focus is two things, bhakti, devotion, so all the Vedic practices, chanting, puja, um, meditation, mantra, etc., and service to humanity, seva, you know, our teacher always says we need two eyes. One is devotion and one is service. Without we can't see. And so we would just have opportunities to serve at the hospital, at the orphanage, at the school, feeding people. They feed um five to ten thousand people a day at the temple, free meals. Some days eighty thousand people. So wow. Yeah, I mean the temple gets between 20 and 100,000 people a day and everyone gets a full lunch full of like banana leaf three-course meal and then throughout the day prasadam which could just be a bowl of rice or a bowl of sweet semolina or some dessert and so you can just go and you can just serve and what we learned was whether we're giving out a a bowl of food or a bicycle to somebody with a disability, you know, one of these hand-powered bicycles or a wheelchair or a check for a heart operation for a child with congenital heart defect, we actually weren't doing anything, you know, somebody puts this thing in our hands and we're just passing it on and that was our guru teaching us the gift of giving, you know, unconditional giving where you just... Something lands on your hands and you pass it on and everything there is a lesson, you know, in how to give, how to serve, how to love. So there it was just part of daily life, you know, it wasn't like we were seeking to do extra special things. It was just part of living there, part of being there. He said every day you have an opportunity to be of service to the world. From there, doing those things inspired us to create a charity here in Australia and in Bali where we were also doing things and in India rather than just doing things ad hoc through the temple Mm we thought, let's create an opportunity for people here to give Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so many people in Australia so many yogis so many musicians have time are learning that the essence of yoga and its full culmination fruition is to be of service Mm -hmm. to the world Mm -hmm. and so they want to share that you know and so because we realize the power of yoga and music, we wanted to share that with the people in need. So we started going into hospitals, disabilities facilities, aged care. Now we're in um, youth, at risk youth, um, women's refuges, girls with eating disorders. So, so many different ways that we can bring this yoga knowledge and wisdom to the world. And if you go to India, for instance, the gurus, they give all the knowledge and wisdom away for free yeah you know it's not it's yeah there is dakshina where you give you know a little exchange but it can be a fruit or a flower or whatever yeah. but it's not that this wisdom is our birthright so we believe that everyone should have the access to yoga and music it's our birthright
3: so this is a sound life the yeah, charity that you co- yeah. co-founded let me tell you a little story about that so last night i was with some friends i was with um, emmanuel and steve Okay. Yeah. who are two musicians who
1: yeah.
3: give service through a sound life. And yeah. they were talking about a place. So they went into a facility for some disability, I think, mental yeah. and physical yeah. disability. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, and cool. um, yeah. they were talking about it to me last night and Emmanuel was saying that there was this fellow there that was blind and he was sitting there and he can't see and he never moves. He just sits there in his chair with his face down, and one of the one of the carers said, "Oh, you're going to get." Oh, Emmanuel had said, "Hi, mate, how are you?" And the, one of the facilitators jokingly said, "Are oh, you going to get a lot of response out of him because he never responds?" This man, and so Emmanuel was playing his flute, which is exquisite. This is Emmanuel Lieberfreund for anyone who wants to look him up. Exquisite. And this guy started singing along, started humming along to the music. And the uh, carer was like shocked, like, wow, you know, there's some response from this guy. And then when Manny was leaving, he went up to him and said, really nice to meet you and stuck his hand out and shook his hand and said, see you later. And the guy said, yeah, bye for now. (laughs) (laughs) And the carers were like, You know they were because this guy never responds to anything. Yeah, exactly. It was such a beautiful story. I just had to share it.
1: Oh, it's so beautiful. I mean, those guys, Manny and Steve, have been going in, doing amazing work, and they go to two groups. One is kids with Down syndrome and different, you know, very responsive, and so they're fun. They're really easy to interact with. And then the second group, which have high high needs, and you know, some will be um, non communicative and non-mobile and things like that and so when they first went in they were like wow how do we connect with this group and they've seen after months of going that all these interactions and connections happen not only on a psychic level but physically and so the music draws that out and the yoga draws that out and we start to see that everyone has a soul everyone can connect whether it's You know, we're used to connecting in one way, but there's so many ways for interaction and connection.
3: And, you know, music's such a powerful connector, such a powerful connector. That's, you know, that's why I'm on a music station, Soul yeah. Traveler Radio, and and really that's what we're doing with Soul Traveler Radio. It's, you know, using conscious music to bring yeah. that message of love and connection. And, and for the yeah. conscious music artists, you know, that's what they're doing. Somebody asked me what a conscious music artist is, and, you know, many artists play conscious music, so they play uplifting, loving music that connects you. Music just in general yeah. connects you. Yeah. But then there are conscious music artists that use their talent and their music and their message for only that, you know, for yeah. only that, not to be, yeah. not to be famous or to make lots of money or to be a pop star or rock star, but to bring a message of connection and love and remembering.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah totally. There's yeah. This uh, i think it's a Jewish story where God's creating the world and the angels are saying don't give humans music because they'll just commercialise it, ruin it. And he's like, no, no, I'm giving this. This is the greatest gift in the human world, you know. So now it's about remembering why music was created, you know, and all the transcendental music art forms, you know, remember that Indian classical music and mantra and all these. Remember that there's a deeper purpose to music. It's the easiest, one of the easiest ways to connect with our spirit.
3: Music is so powerful. I, I said to Steve last night, is anyone filming you do that? And he said, no, 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 this is not to be filmed. This is not to be filmed. And I said, look, the only reason I say that is because I want people to see the power of the music, you know, because yeah. it, it was reminding me of that movie Awakening, you know, where yeah. those it, people were sort of like comatized yeah. and then they awoke. It, and and listening to Manny's story about this man or this boy awakening yeah. through the music, the, the two of them were just saying how much joy and bliss and pleasure they get out of doing it and experiencing that too. So it was just so beautiful to hear that.
1: There's a little video that I made called Sound Health promo video. I don't know if you saw that, and it's got Steve in it and Vanessa sharing music. It's just a short video on their Sound Life website. Yeah. But, yeah, it would be great. We started making a documentary years ago, but it would be great to continue filming power of music. Yeah just to, to, to capture it but but he's right you know the, the greatest moments that are, you don't get them necessarily on film they're yeah. just there. Yeah. their intimate moments that it's nice when there's no camera there yeah face kind of doing it
3: well Shane Locke the founder of Soul Traveler Radio started making a documentary called The Rise and Rise of Conscious Music so maybe yeah. you guys could get together and finish it somehow <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and put that aspect in there you know yeah the power of music the rise of conscious music because the whole point of conscious music is you know, to create that awakening, to create the yeah. awakening, not just in someone who looks asleep, but in someone who appears completely awake but is asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What song would you like to play
1: now? What should we play now? Maybe like Siddhi Buddhi or something. Siddhi Buddhi prade Devi Mukti Mukti Pradayini
0: te Urte Devi, Mahalakshmi Namastu Mahalakshmina monstu te ro zithi buddhi prade devi bhukti mukti pradaivi mantra moor
1: Soul Traveller Radio, the home of conscious music.
3: You're listening to Kara and Accentuating the Positive here on Soul Traveller Radio. My guest today is Ido Khan from Ido and Joe mantra music, kirtan artist. Now, Joe was your love and your partner and she transitioned recently. Do you want to tell us a bit about your journey with that, Ido? Uh,
1: you know, I was thinking about like I could say a year ago, I had the perfect life, you know. I'm married to this beautiful woman, the love of my life, as you say, and as I say, and, you know, we're running this charity, everything's going great, music, yoga, everything. And then within a few months, she's gone. Yeah. It happened so quickly. Um, yeah. So once she was diagnosed with this cancer, seven weeks later, she left. she left this world. It was definitely not expected,
2: yeah.
1: but it was a profound experience on so many ways, you know. there was, There is the physical loss and the pain, but there is also a sense of understanding of death in a whole new way. You know, anyone who's seen somebody die and be with somebody when they're dying just has a new appreciation for the fact that we can leave in any moment. Mm-hmm. But where we go and where that soul journey continues to, not everyone is educated about that. And fortunately, through yoga and all the Vedic teachings and personal experiences of seeing that our soul is eternal and that our soul is on a journey, for me, I've had the opportunity to connect, not just with my own essence beyond this physical form, but with Joe, as she transitioned and because she passed in such an amazing way, you know, I think about how people just leave this world like this without an opportunity to say goodbye. You know, these kids who went to the concert in Paris and then never came home um, or somebody in a car crash, like at least we had this seven week process where she got to heal any things that were left to be healed with her family, with my family with anyone she basically closed all their accounts as they say you know there was no business left undone she she was just this emanation of love and as her body um, started to deteriorate more and more and more her spirit started to glow more and more she really embodied that we're not this physical form not in an intellectual way but she really was aware very tangibly that she's a soul in a body yeah and so when we on the last day when we were all chanting Aum our mantra so the night before she passed our guru called from india and chanted into the phone into her ear and at the time i wasn't thinking about it but later I understood that that was the guru calling her soul home you know just chanting the mantra into her was calling her soul to that liberation but also gave her peace you know just enabled her to be in peace in those last 24 hours and she wanted to stay you know she loved this world she wanted to be in this world but at the same time her soul journey here was finished and divine had another plan for her yeah so having that wisdom and faith enabled me and and her to go through the process in a way without feeling, oh, why is this happening to me? You know, there was none of that kind of victim yeah. sort of thing around it. And she became aware of all the karmas that she'd caused in previous lives, hurts to other beings, things that she didn't want to do, you know, things that she really realized that she didn't want to cause any suffering to any other being.
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And so, when she left it was it was a profound experience because, as her consciousness was merging with the divine, the energy that divine consciousness was entering into me, and that was something I could never have anticipated prepared for, because in a way, it felt like a marriage at a deeper level and a new consciousness, which is sort of hard to speak of in words but <sighs> but it was profound and you know now I'm still dealing obviously with the human aspect of it and the human loss and the fact that my best friend and lover is not there by my side to share all these beautiful things that are happening in my life but I know that she's there as part of it orchestrating and connecting in a much deeper way because she's now returned to her true nature her journey is finished and that's what we call moksha, you know, liberation in Sanskrit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Her life journey is finished on this earth. Well, when
3: I saw you at her celebration of life that you had at the um, Paddington Town Hall, you know, there were so many grieving people and you were in that place of knowing she's still with you and and it's all perfect, which, which was beautiful to see actually, it was really beautiful to see
2: yeah death
3: death can be look I know that you've you know you're human we're human yeah you go into that place of missing and then back to that place of acceptance and then back to that place of missing and then back to that place like this seesaw yeah (laughs) you know imagine Yeah. yeah um I've had so much death you know death started arriving when I was 15 16 my mother died and so the exploration of death and spirituality through that window that we that we never die that that we are eternal that we can that we all, you know we are eternal beings just here for a short holiday here on earth <laughs> a, yeah. a visit and yeah. that our true home is somewhere else is well it's not even somewhere else it's within us but it's it's not the physical vehicle it's the soul within the physical vehicle, and that soul is still accessible and attainable without the physical vehicle. Yeah. It is a big lesson to learn because we're so distracted by the physicalness of our nature, and the television and the magazines tell us how important it is to focus on what we look like and how our physical being operates. But the message is
1: really about the spirit within the physical vehicle definitely and how we live our lives directs the journey that our soul will take in the next life or in the next stage of the journey and that's what was so beautiful you know I mean I remember when I got to India and Amma said although she lived a short life she became aware of the divine and she and she dedicated her life to the divine so she's reached this good place you know our consciousness is directed by our thoughts and by our main focus Mm -hmm. and if we're focused on the material then when it becomes very hard to leave when it's time to leave because the soul doesn't want to leave this earth but she was able to leave and not hover around and feel stuck you know and so within even six hours after her passing our guru was sitting in India and he just looked out you know sitting on the patio and just looked out and went she's arrived at the lotus feet you know and later on when i got to india i said that you know because of all the pujas and all the mantras and everything that we were doing she was usually the soul hovers around the body for longer maybe a few days or whatever she was able to leave much quicker and then and then the whole process of liberation is such a fascinating thing you know if you look at tibetan buddhism or hinduism or every spiritual tradition religion has a different sort of understanding of the journey of the soul Um, the liberation could mean that we're on the trajectory to liberation but we still have more births to take before we get there or it could mean that we actually finish off all the attachments to this world and we at the end of this incarnation we merge back into the divine into that bliss into nature and that's it we don't come back again unless course we can choose to come back again as a enlightened being or whatever it is so this it's so fascinating you know i guess the main thing is is because it's so subject to our own perception and experience and faith the main thing is this is just one experience in consciousness out of so many experiences and universes and so opening ourselves to the potential that there are so many other experiences that we can have as a soul. Absolutely,
3: absolutely. You um, know, I've interviewed quite a few people who have had near-death experiences and all sorts of experiences. One of my fascinating guy is having these astral experiences with the spirit guide who wants him to write it all down in books. And yes. so it's just just mind-blowing what's available for us you know are, are the travels for the soul to travel yeah
1: <laughs> it's well, the just, whole universe you know we can travel
3: it's just so. wild what we can get up to you know? yeah. <laughs> like it's and this is just t- like tiny but in saying that it's still good to be focused here in this moment totally. you of know course. on on the potential for the love
1: and yeah. service
3: in this moment yeah
1: well from the Vedic perspective the human planet, the human birth is the rarest gift because even angels and other beings long to be born as humans. So only humans can attain the moksha, the salvation. And that's why it's considered the most rare opportunity of all births to be able to come to this earth, serve others, which you can't do in any other creation. Animals can't do it. You know, only humans have the capacity to enrich the lives of others and to realize their divinity, which is why this is such a precious gift on this earth.
3: Yeah. So it was. It was said to me that because this is such a difficult playground, because we come in with this forgetting, forgetfulness, because we that Maya, that that veil, mm-hmm. because we're so, it seems like we're so far away from who we really are as 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 the infinite love and spirit and soul and God that that challenge is only for the ones that are up for it. Do you know what I mean? Only for the ones that can really know they can do it. And obviously a lot of us come in and we get lost in the mire. We get lost. We just get lost in the forgetfulness. We get distracted by other things that are so seductive Mm. and the, the pursuit of money and fame and ego and power in other ways. And so it's difficult to remember because all these other distractions are seducing us to look the other way. (laughs) Yeah. So it it takes us, it takes a, it takes an enlightened soul or a, or a, a courageous soul to say, yeah, I'm up for that.
1: Yeah. Well, I, from my own experience, it's very difficult to do without a master, without a spiritual guide, you know, because if you want to walk down a pathway that's dark and, somebody else has walked in that darkness and lit up the path before you it makes it much easier
3: sure it does yeah um there are many you know there are many masters out there too yeah you know, my masters, cause I was crying out for a guru. I read autobiography of a yogi when I was young. And I'm like, where's my teacher? Where's my guru? And I went to so many gurus, so many gurus. And then one day my guides were just laughing. They were holding their bellies, laughing, just saying, Oh God, you're so funny. You know, they were laughing with me at me. They said, the guru you're looking for is within, you know, just yeah. stop focusing, stop looking for it outside yourself and, and look within and find yes. that, and find that guru within. And, and that got me really connected to my guides. So they're with me all the time. I call them blissful beings. They're like a mob. I call them the mob or a a stream of consciousness that speak through me. And, and I expanded those abilities to touch, you know, to be able to reconnect to our soul and people have transitioned uh, and it's nice place to be. You're never alone.
1: Definitely. (laughs) I um, mean, you know, I think the if you if somebody finds, you know, a diamond the size of a brick and they don't understand the value of the diamond, then they just go, why do I have to carry around this heavy weight? And they just throw it. But once you, the person who knows the value of the diamond goes, wow, I'm so lucky I found this diamond, and that's the human birth. You know, if you don't understand its preciousness, it seems like a weight. It seems like a burden. But when you see what the value of it, then you go, wow, I'm so lucky to have this human birth. I think because, like you were saying, with the materialism and the the pull towards the Maya, the veil, this is Kali Yuga, you know, this is the age of ignorance, sin, materialism we live in. So that's why that is the, the dominant energy. It is the age that pulls us towards the material. But within that, even the Maya, she puts the greed inside of us that's her soap, you know. Our teacher always says Maya gives us greed, but she cleanses us with greed because through greed we discover the emptiness of materialism.
3: Absolutely.
1: So it has a purpose too.
3: And you hear it so many people that are successful and fat and have like you know Jim Carrey. He says, yeah. "If if I could give everyone the gift." of fame and fortune, then you would know that that's not what you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not what you're looking for, you know.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, let's put on a song. How about we play okay. The Jewel, the yeah, new beautiful. one that you've just released, remastered song by Joe, Varney The Jewel.
1: Yeah. The Jewel is a song about that jewel, you know, or money pad me on the inner... You know? divinity within us the jewel in the lotus and joe and i were riding it in india um we have a kuan yin cross-stitched kuan yin that her cousin made for her so joe, joe was half chinese half indian and her mother was always um praying to kuan yin the goddess of mercy and kuan yin is like the divine mother very similar to or another aspect of narayani who is the main goddess that we worship the Jewel is yeah, just a, a beautiful song about all the things we've been speaking about, finding your inner purpose, finding your true potential, the Jewel within you.
0: The Jewel of my heart May we shine like the sun But me
1: listening to Soul Traveller Radio, the home of conscious music.
3: You're listening to Karen accentuating the positive here on Soul Traveller Radio. My guest today is the gorgeous and divine Ido, Ido Khan from Ido and Joe, Kirtan and mantra music. And of course, we've been discussing Joe's transition last year. So what's in the future for Ido? Ido.
1: It's a good question because what I felt happened when Joe passed was like, in a way, all my plans got ripped away,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: which was both devastating and liberating, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So now I am more like the wind, you know, I just, I'm here today. I don't know where tomorrow and it's just one step at a time. So there's all the beautiful things that we've set in motion in terms of a sound life, the charity or the charity actually, which I like. Somebody described charity as charity. It's actually about sharing, not charity. I love, charity. It. Yeah, I love uh, that. Is really just amazing things are happening and we're about to create a pretty extraordinary healing space in Sydney um, this year. So that's a big project. Um, and with the rest, it's just day by day, one step at a time, just surrender to the divine plan, you know. I just know that divine has a plan for you know, just as it had a beautiful plan and has a beautiful plan for Joe, so I'll just see what unfolds. You know, just keep surrendering every day.
3: Look, yeah, that's all we any of us can do: stay connected and stay in the moment. Really. That's all mm. any of us can do. Stay. Yeah. You know, have your dreams and desires and yeah. kind of let them go and stay connected, stay connected to love and stay in the moment. Because I, I would imagine because, you know, Ido and Joe was doing so well. There were so many things happening. And mm. for me, for the personality, like I, I interviewed uh, Joe about her Vani project and yeah. meeting up with Solon, with Matt Sigmund and doing yeah. the Vani. And I was yeah. so excited about... Yeah. More of that, you know. I said, yeah. I love this Joe. Like yeah. I want more of it. And yeah. of course it all came to a sort of a halt. So yeah. that part of me that wants more sort of went,
1: Oh yeah. no. Yeah.
3: But um it's hard to see the divine plan inside
1: no. that,
3: you know, it is hard to just sure. see it, but you've just gotta there is a divine plan and you can you look yeah. back in ten, twenty Thirty years, and you'll just say, yeah. "Wow, it was just all perfect. Yeah. It couldn't have been more perfect."
1: Totally, I and mean, even if we can't see a divine plan or believe in a divine plan, it is what is, you know. Yeah. And you know, what is is always what is, and so you can't argue with that. You can either accept it or fight it. And if you fight it, you suffer. Yeah, um, and so the gratitude. You know, Jo left us so many beautiful songs and beautiful things that I'm going to be working on to release all the Varney stuff. So she'll, her music will live on forever. And Absolutely. it's rare that somebody leaves this world and leaves such an impact, you know, yeah. uh, which is just a mark of what a beautiful soul, what a beautiful person, and what a beautiful life she lived. So that still has its flow on effects. So I know, just trying to find that gratitude and being grateful for every day. Yeah. Um, you
3: know, I was thinking about her journey the other day, actually, and thinking about the struggle of being so connected to the divine and her teacher and her guru and her purpose and her dharma, and yet her body was failing her and that journey, and then coming to that acceptance that mm-hmm. I'm not going to heal this body because that's not what the plan is you know the plan is the ultimate gift of service really is to come and spread your light shine your light and and then leave early and and that light just gets bigger you see it with so many people that Mm. that die young you know Mm. like they could be rock stars they could be lady diana spencer or princess diana or Mm. uh, you know marilyn monroe i mean sometimes that light you know when you transition from this physical body it just gets bigger yeah and that's happened with joe
1: yeah yeah you just can't i mean you said oh wouldn't it beautiful if the karma was deferred to later on in life but then maybe she wouldn't have had the same opportunity to leave the body in the same way when she was 80 you know maybe there would have been all these attachments or her next journey would have been not the same or you know we were trying to start a family what if she we had a kid and then two years later she left this world and I'm left with a two-year-old baby. You know, there's so many different variations that, that could have happened. So we can't conceive of why this, we can't see the full picture, you know. So if we could see the whole picture, then maybe we could say, yes, this is the best thing for this soul yeah. and for the people around. So it's you know, requires a lot of trust.
3: Well, you say we can't see the whole picture. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but you know exactly. i'm sure when we well i know when we transition we get to see the whole picture we get yeah. to see the the beauty of the tapestry at the moment yeah. we can only see the individual strands <laughs> which don't make sense
1: like you said at the beginning you know the message that she keeps affirming to me and i keep getting back is never doubt the perfection there is so much peace and love and everything in this world is created out of love, even though it might not look like that at the time, even though we're suffering, but it is all designed to help us experience love, mm-hmm. you know, every bit of it. And so that's that's the message to keep coming back to. Every single experience is there to help us awaken into more love and surrender and and bliss absolutely
3: I was saying to Ido before that I was tuning into Jo just before we came on the call and she was so present you know I could see her I could feel her I could hear her hi Karen in her personality uh that was Jo Moore not as she is as her whole self or I'm sure you have another Indian name for it but you know her whole self her higher self and interestingly enough, I was feeling this pain in my physical body and my stomach as I was tuning into her. And I said, what was that? And she said, oh, yeah, you're just tuning into, you know, that body that I was wearing. She said, I said, what would you like to say to people? And she said, don't be sad for me. Don't be sad. I'm happy. I'm in bliss. I'm exactly where I'm
1: supposed to be. Yeah. And that's what she says to you too. Yeah. yeah this was a message i got on full moon i was sitting in a puja in india in the temple and i just same heard her voice talking to me and i just i just had to write it down afterwards so it was um never doubt perfection all is perfect i'm always showering bliss on you all other memories are not reality now i'm always showering rainbows of bliss upon you just say yes catch it play 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 you are love Love everyone, it's all one, it's all perfect. Enjoy your time on earth. Teach people how to love, how to lose, how to let go. There is no loss, only change. There is only love. We are one forever. Keep laughing, keep smiling. Misery is an illusion, grief is a choice, choose bliss.
3: Just can't get better than that really, can you? <laughs> Misery is an illusion, grief is a choice, choose bliss. So that's a song. I'd like yeah. to hear those words repeated <laughs> over and over and over in a song, please. <laughs>
1: Can't wait for the song to get downloaded. <laughs> what song would you like to finish with? Let's share the thank you, Joe's thank you song, which again will come out later on when we release the Varney album. Hopefully, I'm planning to release it on the anniversary of her passing, so in September this year. Try finish it by then and then we're gonna we're planning a concert for Joe with different musicians sharing her songs and, and a whole um, release of the Vani.
3: Ida, it's been such a pleasure, such a joy to talk with you today. It's been so yeah, blissful you. for me too. I mean, your energy is so divine. It's just been such a pleasure <laughs> to just you know hang out with your energy and be here with your wisdom. And wow, it's been beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you for this love. Thank you for this love change is here and I know it's undefined even in winter sunshine's from behind I choose to make it make it a welcome ground the earth may shake and the seas may be screaming for our love is a taste of new beginnings I choose to flow in the sweetness of this birth Surrender
3: beautiful it was to speak with Ido today on Accentuate the Positive. Thanks for joining me. If you'd like to support his charity, A Sound Life, please go to asoundlife.org There you'll see the beautiful song, The Jewel the Solon remix by Joe Varney and you can donate to A Sound Life by downloading the song and putting in a small donation. Thanks again for joining me. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening or your day wherever you are in the world. to support Conscious Media and Soul Traveller Radio. It's changing the world. Go to Soul Traveller Radio on Facebook and show us your love. Also go to Accentuate the Positive Radio with Karen Swain and press that like button. If you'd like to find out more about me, go to my website, karenswain.com and have a bit of a explore. There's so much to see on the website. You can also book a reading with me there. Remember to download the mobile app of Soul Traveller Radio. You have the home of conscious music in the palm of your hand. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next time. Bye for now. Feeling stuck? Wanting to know how to move forward with your life? Do you want to know how you make a difference in the world? Come and have a reading with me, Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation. Through me, you'll speak with my guides, blissful beings. They bring you a broader perspective of who you are and what's possible. Readings available from anywhere in the world on Skype. Book a session today. Go to karenswain.com. K-A-R-E-N-S-W-A-I-N.